My name is Mark Madison, and I am so very proud to have Fujitsu General America as a sponsor. At Fujitsu, they're focused on partnering with the best distributors and contractors to ensure that each Fujitsu heating and cooling system brings infinite comfort to every end user. My guest today is Chuck Lenchak. Chuck is the senior vice president of channel development at Service Partners, an organization that sells insulation and thermal barriers to contractors around the world. He's been there 11 years, and it's an absolute privilege for me to know Chuck. We worked together several times over the last few years, and I think you're going to enjoy this conversation. Good morning. This is Mark Madison. Welcome to my podcast on books and people. And today we have an extraordinary guy, one of my favorite people in the world, Chuck Lenchek from Indiana. Is that where you live in Indiana? Carmel, Indiana. Carmel. That's like Bellevue, Washington, isn't it? It's a nice neighborhood. We have been ranked the best place to live in the U.S. five different times, I think. And it's not bragging that's right we have little certificates on every house <laughs> <laughs> that's great no i know i've been there i know exactly where you are it's awesome it's beautiful so i'm trying to remember you heard me speak was it new orleans or cleveland is that how we met it was new orleans yeah like uh, three four years ago three or four years might have been actually four or five but you were a keynote speaker at a um, hvac right. convention and I was enthralled. I just kind of said, this is the guy that I want to meet. This is the guy I want to be when I grow up. <laughs> Stop. And uh, <laughs> my wife would tell you that may never come. Um, but the, uh, yeah. And, and we were at the cocktail hour and, and you were out chatting with some folks and I strolled up and introduced myself. And uh, That's right. That's right. Um, I think we were outside on the landing. Yeah, it was beautiful, right on the right on the exactly. river. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. Oh, that's so funny. And then, uh, and then you you were going to bring me in to speak, and then I flew to Florida, and then what happened? <laughs> you know, it's not my fault. There was a hurricane. Oh man. <laughs> we, uh, yeah, you, you you flew down to Tampa, and it was. We, we were, we were at the Don Cesar Hotel, yes. just a gorgeous right. hotel, and, and literally it was in the teeth of uh, one of the two big hurricanes that that year, and uh, I think there were like three of us in the hotel that <laughs> night, uh, and they evacuated the next day, yes. I remember that. Um, so yeah, you know, you were kind enough to... to stick around and have dinner with me and then we all we all yeah, hustled out of the hotel get, immediately we couldn't get out of there fast enough we just missed i remember driving to orlando and it's just the rain was just torrential so then the following year uh we we hooked up at the uh hotel in the Baltimore hotel in Colorado. correct yeah that was an that was an awesome venue so describe the industry you're in because you're in a unique unique industry so we are uh the, the company that I work for, Service Partners, is, is the largest distributor of insulation, uh, thermal barriers in the U.S. And we sell to a number of different channels, um, but our primary customer are insulation contractors across the U.S. 
we, we sell to pest control companies. We sell to lumber yards. But our, our forte is that we have um, all the different kinds of thermal barriers that, that a builder could want or a homeowner could want. Um, and, and the event at the Broadmoor was you were speaking to about 300 yes. of your closest friends who were all insulation contractors. Yeah, yeah. And, and those contractors sell to homeowners and who else? Uh, homeowners, builders, they do commercial insulation. Uh, and these guys install everything from you know, fiberglass insulation to spray foam to uh, mineral wool. Um, we, there's a plethora of different products that these guys sell and install. Um, and in your purpose at that meeting, and you did it beautifully. I might oh, add, thanks. Was, well, you know, hey, um, no, you did. Uh, it was really just to talk to them about how to run their business. You know, you have walked in their footsteps. One of the, one of the things that I loved about talking to you and having you as our keynote speaker was since you were a contractor, you get it. I mean, you literally have, have walked in these guys' shoes. You, you've, you've sat across tables from, from families and, and commercial guys and sold HVAC contracts and HVAC services. So when it came to talking to our insulation contractors, um, even before you started talking and they had read your bio, they, they really connected with you. Um, because they knew that your message was going to be genuine. It wasn't just going to be, well, you know, I wrote a case study on something that right. is, is from academia. This was, here's what I did. Yeah, here's life. the time I electrocuted <laughs> myself in the freezer walking when I was a technician <laughs> in 1978. <laughs> well, you know, we all yeah. do that once yeah, in a it's while. It's not the bolts right? that kill you, it's the amps. <laughs> So you, so what, what makes Service Partners so unique? Uh, you know, I would tell you it's our people. Sure. Um, now, that may be kind of a standard answer when you talk to people, you know, who are in companies. Um, but it, it, for, for me, it's, it's, it's my peers. It's my associates. Um, it's not the trucks. It's not the 80 different distribution centers. I mean, all those are great. You know, we have all the right brands, blah, blah, blah. But I would tell you, you know, we have about 140-ish outside salespeople. We have about the same number of inside salespeople and branch managers. And it's the way those people connect with our customers. And it's everybody from our truck drivers, to the warehouse guys, you know, up, up through, through the ranks. We really talk a lot about how to give our customers a world-class experience um, so that when we, when we work with them, it's not all about price. It's about helping them grow their business. And I think our team is really focused on that. You know, and, and the good news is, if we help somebody grow their business, they'll buy more stuff, we'll make more money, life will be good, but not until we help them grow their business right. first. 
What's that? It's that so, Zig Ziglar quote, isn't it? It really is true. You can have everything you want if you just help enough other people get what they want first. Kind of. Yeah. 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 It, it, it's funny how it boils down to fundamental blocking and tackling. All the stuff that you learn and you hear. But at the end of the day, when our team interacts with our customers and puts a smile on their face. Right. I, boy, that's priceless. Isn't it, though? Yeah. And in my business, here's how I know I did that. There's a long line at the book counter afterwards. <laughs> you know, I used, to, I used to think the measure of a great talk was getting a standing ovation. Uh-huh. What I really like are the standing invitations. But there you go. You know, it's somebody's saying, hey, here's my card. Give me a call. You'd be perfect for our next conference. And, you know, that's, that's the kind of proof we're looking for, right? The validation, whether that comes in the form of a text or a thank you note or a phone call saying, you guys are awesome. And that's when you know you're making a well, difference. And, and, you know, Mark, and, and I'll remind you of this. I, mean, I, I know you know this, but, you know, to your point, after I heard you speak, we had to wait a year to have you fly down to Tampa for nothing. And I don't know if you remember this. You probably do because you remember everything. Uh, you know, when we, when we got done and I kind of said, hey, we want you, whenever we schedule the next conference, we want you just hang on to our money. Just, I don't want my money back. I want you. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. I remember. And yeah. you know what? There are worse places to go than, than the Broadmoor Hotel in Colorado Springs. <laughs> Boy, is that true? I've been, I, I've been there three times and I'm going again in December. Uh, really? I, I just, I just love that hotel. I, you know, can you think of a nicer hotel in, in the country than that hotel? No. I think it's number one. I really do. I'm sure there's a few people out there going, Hey, what about, you know, I said, well, okay. I haven't been there yet, but you know, uh, pretty hard pressed. I sat down with the, uh, the head of training and quality there and I had breakfast with her and I asked her a bunch of questions and man, they just do massive amounts of training. They train like 50 hours a year, all their employees, uh, you know, they, they hire great people. It, it, it's not just the property, but it's, it's everything else. It's service, it's quality, it's attitude. How, how important do you think attitude is? in business? I think it's incredibly important. Um, you know, it's, it's funny. One of my fond memories of being at the Broadmoor, was just strolling around the grounds and each and every person that I met who worked at the Broadmoor would stop whatever they were doing and say, good morning, how are you? Yes. How's your experience? How's your day going? And, and it wasn't because they were taught to do that. It was because they actually kind of cared how my experience right. was. I, I, I experienced the same thing, yeah. And it's, it was sincere. That's probably the, the word to describe it. Genuine and sincere. Absolutely. Yeah, even... So, so to your point, attitude, you know, I, I, I can teach somebody in my company a product or product knowledge, but attitude, boy, you know, that's, that's just something that if you can demonstrate, if you can model that behavior... And again, you do a great job of that when you're speaking, but it's modeling that behavior and seeing the results that, that helps somebody else in your team kind of go, wow, that's how I want to be seen 
by somebody I interact with. Right. And so, yeah. And the real test is, are you that way when no one's looking? <laughs> right? Yeah. Do you, it, it, do you have character or do you want to be a character? I mean, you know, you got to decide, right? Well, you know, you know, it's funny. I, I was playing pickleball this morning and uh, there was a ball that was very close to the line and it was up to me and, and, and I, I called it out because it was the right thing right. to do. And, and my partner went, you know, nobody would have known. And I went, I would have known. Right. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? Yeah. I'll know. I'll know. Yeah. That's all that's all that matters. I you know, I, I'm the guy I gotta wake up and look in the mirror, right? So I'll know. Right. That's a that's a great point. Uh, if you my wife said to me when we first got married, if you tell the truth, uh -huh. you don't have to remember what you said. And I thought, man, I've been working way too hard. <laughs> Mark, you know? Mark my dad told me the exact same thing, right? And it's very true. Ugh. So what is it you love about your business? Because you've been doing this a while. I have. Um, you know, I, I love a couple of different things. Um, I really love helping people succeed. You know, I, I, I've been very lucky to have some great mentors who helped me along the way. And I, I like returning that favor and helping some of our, our newer associates learn and grow and hopefully setting a good example for them. Um, I love interacting with, with our customers. Uh, I, you know, selfishly, I would tell you, when we close a big contract or a big sale, I get an endorphin rush. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, that, that's, a, that's a personal one. That's not somebody else, but I, 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 I do love that. That's, that's I uh, wow. I still do the whole fist bump, you know, Kurt Gibson hitting the home run. LA Dodgers 85 or whatever that was I do after I close the sale I do a fist bump in the mirror it's like yes right that right I call that enlightened self-interest it's not selfish because <laughs> you, know, you know I'm self-employed when I call on sick I know I'm lying you know <laughs> the worst boss I ever had <laughs> so you you alluded to mentors who were some of those mentors probably one one of the best mentors I had, um, I was privileged to work at the Delta Fawcett Company for about 20 years. And our president, a gentleman by the name of Chuck Dowd, was phenomenal. He was, the guy was just great. He remembered everybody's name. He interacted with everyone personally. I was shocked that, you know, here's a guy who was running a billion dollar company who would stop and ask me how my four daughters were doing by name. Um, he took a sincere interest in wanting us to succeed. He, he loved the fact that uh, we used independent reps at the time. And I remember Chuck saying, you know, I, I'd love to pay you a million dollars in commissions because that means our company did well. You know, we sold a billion dollars. Uh, he, he, he walked the walk. And, and interestingly, the people who worked at Delta would have walked through fire for that right. guy. Because he cared. You know? He remembered and he cared. Yeah. And yeah. it's the little things, isn't it? It's the personal things. Knowing all four of your daughter's names. Right. Come on. Who does that? I, oh, CEOs. Good ones. <laughs> I mean, and, and he took the time to celebrate wins. 
yes. to recognize people for their accomplishments, whether it was a sale or somebody who just got, you know, a certification or right. Well, I, you know, he he was genuinely happy yes. for you. Yeah, and you know, good for you is a lot different than lucky bum. You know. <laughs> Good for you. You deserve it. You worked your butt yeah. off. Way to go. Yeah. Ah, I love it when I when I heard that when I was a new sales rep. Ugh. Right? I mean, but but it makes you want to do more. It makes you want to achieve more and you know be the best that you can be. I, I was absolutely privileged to work for him for a long time. Um, I learned a tremendous amount from the guy. Not and and business. Skills and life skills. He was, in my mind, a wonderful man. Is he mentor. still alive? He is. So here's what I suggest. Write him a letter that says 10 great things I got from you. Oh, that's a nice idea. I like that. And mail it off to him. And I'll tell you what, it will validate his life and it'll improve an already great relationship. I've done it dozens of times and it's a life changer. That's not, a, that's, uh, yeah, I, you know, I'll do it. I like that idea. Thanks, Oh, yeah, Mark. I'm not in the habit of giving advice but that's, that's some of the best. Uh, you know, I, I thought about Teddy Roosevelt. He memorized all 1,200 Rough Riders' names. Yeah, really? and Colonel Leonard Wood, who was his boss in Cuba in that, in that little skirmish, <laughs> in, that, in that lovely little war, as they called it, uh, said they would run through a wall for the guy. But mm-hmm. he had everybody's name on a three-by-five card in a, in a box, and he went, every night he went over the names. It wasn't... It, it wasn't a happy accident. You know, he worked at it. Right. It, 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 it's amazing how, and, and leadership, I think, begets leadership. Yes. I, you know, I, I'm sure he inspired others to go on and, and be the best that they could be. And whether they became presidents or just the best broom pusher, it didn't, didn't matter. Right. It's just, you know, it's excelling at what you're doing. Yeah, I call it the coaching tree. You know, you, 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 can, you can trace back the different people whose lives he's affected that went on to affect other people's lives. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah, there's a, one of my favorite stories is a, I, I met Don James. He's dead now, but there's a statue of him at the University of Washington. And I was at a high school game, and he happened to be standing next to me, and we talked for a while. And uh, he – he put more coaches and quarterbacks in the NFL and the college ranks than any other single coach. And hmm. one of the stories about Don James, it's legendary is he was coaching at like Kent state, right? So it wasn't a huge school at the time. He was a young coach, but he said he had this defensive back who was the smartest back he'd ever coached. And when this kid graduated, he said, Hey, I want you to be a grad assistant for two years, you know, get your master's and you know, I'll pay for your tuition. And he said, nah, coach, he, because uh, my fiance's father owns a you know car dealership. I'm gonna make a you know million dollar selling cars. And he said, "Look, I know your fiance's a junior. You should go one more year of college. Why don't you just try it for a year? If you don't like it, you can always go sell cars." So the kid did, and he got his master's, and he's been coaching ever since. You might have heard of him, Nick Saban. <laughs> and how wow, many guys really? has he put in the college and professional ranks? I mean, oh yeah. Right, so there's your coaching tree. Chuck Dowd is like Don James. Yeah, yeah. I, and, and it's funny if you talk to the people at Delta Fawcett, you would find everybody who worked for him felt the same 
same way. It wasn't yes. just that he and I connected. Uh, you know, uh, the entire there were probably two hundred of us in the corporate headquarters, and there wasn't a person there who wouldn't have done anything that he right. asked. Um, in fact, I, I, I could tell you a quick story. We used to bring in uh, plumbing contractors to Indianapolis for the Indy 500, and our, our plant was here, so it was it was it worked out very well. You know that. We give them a plant tour, show them the corporate headquarters. Sure. We go to 500, and I was in charge of that. And I used to work. And and one night I was talking to Chuck about we were just talking about how to make it better. And kiddingly, I kind of said, "Well, you know, Chuck, we could just have them all come to your house for cocktails and dinner." And he went, <laughs> he went done. The a nanosecond later, we had 150 people scheduled to come to his house and he opened up the house and people were, were awed that they were at the president's house. Yes. Big deal. Big deal. I didn't hesitate. He just kind of went, yep, I'll call my wife and tell them we're having 150 people over. Open-minded, willing, kind, thoughtful, caring. Pretty simple stuff, but those are all people skills, man. Yeah. Just, you know, he was a level five leader. That's so great. Well, that, that leads me to the next question. Favorite book, the book that had biggest impact on you? Wow. Um, couple, really. Uh, um, when I was young, I really enjoyed reading The Iliad and the Odyssey. Wow. I, How I know, old were you? <laughs> I know that's a little, a little ar ar arcane. If you tell but... me you read it when you were seven, I'm going to hang up. <laughs> no, I think I was eight. Okay, eight. That's fine. Um, I just love the stories of, you know, the Greek warriors and, and – the romantics of, well, it wasn't romantics, it was, you know, the trout. Anyway, um, really, really love those. Um, but for, it, it, it's not a single book. I'm an avid Tom Clancy reader. And just, just the way he weaves the stories, um, all the Jack Ryan books. Right. Um, I know that's not a single book. Um, but I, I've really enjoyed those. Do you know how his career took off? I, I just love this story. Uh, Reagan was reading some, one of Reagan's aides gave him one of Clancy's books and said, you need to read this. This guy knows way more than any outsider should know about our government. <laughs> so, so Reagan was reading it. And then he said, uh, Mr. President, it's time to go to Camp David. So he grabbed the book and he was walking to the helicopter and one of the reporters said, what are you reading, Mr. President? And he holds up Tom Clancy's first book. And, uh, and of course, that went all over the news, and, and it literally became an overnight bestseller because of that. Wow. Wow. That's cool. And I know, and I love stories like that. It's like that's pure serendipity, right? Absolutely. What are the chances? Yeah. Uh, so, again, you've been doing this a while. What advice would you offer someone who's new in the industry? Try new things. Don't settle for the status quo. Be open-minded about, about tackling new adventures. So um, saying yes. 
Pardon? Saying yes. Saying yes. Saying yes. Um, you know, I, 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 I've been very lucky in my career um, with an opportunity to do a bunch of different things, sales and marketing and international. And part of it was because I had bosses that pushed me a little bit to try new things. Right. Um, but being, being open to learning, never stop learning. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, that, I, that sounds like a Mark Madison quote, but you know, it's, it's not having 60 years of experience. You could have 60 years of one year experience. Right. It's, it's continually being open-minded to hearing and learning. And then the other stuff we talked about, I would say, find a good mentor um, who can teach you different skills that you don't have today. Yes. And read the Iliad and the Odyssey. <laughs> well, or Mark Madison newsletters, one of the two. Well, sure, either one. You know, it's... you know. I mean, you are the Homer of 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 this decade. So, well, thanks. Not Homer Simpson, but Homer from <laughs> Iliad and the Odyssey, right? Got to make that distinction. You say Homer now, and that's all people think of is the Simpsons. Fair enough. Which is really sad if you think about it. Yeah. 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 Popular culture wins every time. How do you want to be remembered? I'd like to be remembered as a great father first. Um, you know, my, my, my business career is great, um, but family first. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I've been very fortunate to have uh, a wife who's much, much smarter than I am. Um, <laughs> and and four, four lovely daughters and grandkids and... I, I saw. I, I love to be remembered as a great family person. Yeah. Um, How old are your daughters? Business, uh, thirty-three down to twenty-nine. God, similar ages. Yeah. Wow. And, and, and yeah. grandkids now too. Uh, three grandkids and a fourth on the way. Oh, how great is that? I, if, if I had known grandkids were this much fun, I would have had them first. Yeah, I'd have started there. I know. Saved all right. that time. I think I stole that line from you to tell you. The uh, truth. Yeah, I know. It's just, it's one of those things that's just like, uh, come on. Because we <laughs> raised three boys and now we have two granddaughters and this is like the greatest thing that ever happened to me. I, I, it, it really is. I, I love my grandkids. I love my daughters. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, I guess in business, I'd like to be remembered as somebody who helped people along the way and helped them succeed. I think uh, you've done that. Hopefully. Yeah. I've said this before on this podcast, but my favorite quote from Abraham Lincoln is, I plucked a thistle and planted a rose where I thought it would grow. Hmm. And I'd like to think that I've done that, and I, I believe you have. And so, you know, oh, the other thing is uh, on my tombstone, I want I wanted to say, I told, told you I was sick. <laughs> <laughs> that way, if somebody walks up, they go, huh, that's pretty funny. Oh, that guy got the last. Word, got the right? last yeah. laugh, yeah. So, uh, not to completely shift the theme and tone of this podcast, this has been great. How has COVID changed things for you there? You, you know, Mark, it's, it's been interesting to find out what we could and could not do in person. Right. Um, 
we've actually had very good business months since COVID. And I'm a little shocked that we've been able to keep up our customer relations as as well as we have without physically being in front of them. Um, You know, it's interesting. I've talked to some of my own personal big accounts and said, hey, do you want to see me? And they all said, no, you know, we know you, we love you, we know your company. We'll talk to you, but we don't want to see you in person right, right now. Um, I think it's made us a little hungrier in terms of uh, looking for new customers to make sure that um, we actually have more time on our hands right now because we're traveling right. less. And, and I'm speaking from a from a sales perspective. Of course. Um, you know, when you when you don't have all that travel time, you have time to, to do other things, to either work more closely with your current customers or to canvas for new ones. So we've, we've done that. Um, we absolutely do not take our, our associates for granted. You know, the guys and, and girls who work in our warehouses and drive our trucks, who are our essential workers, um, God love them. You know, we're, we want to make sure they stay appreciated and stay yes. healthy. It's, right. Um, it, it's interesting. I'll be curious to see um, what happens with trade shows. You know, we attend a lot of different trade shows. Right. Our company does. And this fall, all of our trade shows are going to be virtual trade right. shows. Right. And I wonder if this is going to be a passing thing or if it'll change the industry forever. Yeah. I think no one knows. I think we're going to have a blend of the two. I think zoom is here to stay and Lord knows I've been doing plenty of those and I've been doing webinars and I've been writing a lot more and uh, you know, it's definitely changed. There's still a, I'm doing, I'm doing three presentations live this summer. So people still, want that the difference is the rules you know the rooms are smaller there's social distancing you know so there'll always be a demand for that i just think it's going to take the tide's going to come back slow but when it does all the boats in the harbor are going to rise yeah Uh, i'd like to believe that you know well i i I would too I, i think the the interesting point will be what happens after they right. find a vaccine. So if, if we can all agree that given, given the amount of research going into this, that, that they will find a workable vaccine, right. right? So then what happens? Will we remember the lessons of this year? Um, or will we, will, will we forget everything? I mean, I, honestly, I'd like to think in our company and in my neighborhood, we're maybe a little kinder. Yes. We're maybe a little bit more aware of who needs help. Yes. More compassion. Uh, yeah. Right. You know, I, I mean, my neighbors text me and I know this isn't business, but you know, they'll say, Hey, we're going to the grocery store. What do you need? Isn't that awesome? Right. We all need neighbors like that. But then again, you're in Carmel, Indiana. <laughs> so, you know. um, so, but yeah, but, but, but again, from a business point of view, um, and, and since we are a distributor, when, when there's, 
when there's tough times, actually being a distributor is not a bad thing. Right. Because people, instead of buying full truckloads of things direct, they'll buy a quarter truck from a distributor. Right. But they're still right? buying. They're, they're still buying, but tying up, you know, more, more caution. I'm going to tie up less money. I'm going to have less inventory. And that's what I think where we're headed into the future. It's the, the gatherings will still happen, but instead of 500, you might have 150 or 200. Yeah. Yeah. Because there's always going to be demand for that. Well, in closing my friend, cause we're running out of time. Little, little hourglass is telling me we're almost out of time. Closing yeah. thoughts, parting comments. Closing thoughts. Um, happy to be living in America. <laughs> uh, I, I appreciate our relationship with you. Mm. Um, if anybody is listening to this podcast who has not had the experience of having Mark Madison as a personal speaker for their business, they should do so post haste. Wow. Thank you. Um, that Those are my parting thoughts. I'll give you 10 years to stop saying that. <laughs> nope, nope, I need longer. Okay, my friend. Thank you so much for carving out the time of your busy schedule. This was great. It's so, so great to get caught up with you. It, it's a pleasure. Thank you. This podcast is brought to you by the team at Fujitsu General America. And like this podcast, they're focused on education and development. From the day they sold their first comfort system in North America, they've been unwavering in their focus on training doesn't matter if it's application, installation, or service. A better trained technician brings better value to the homeowner. So when you're looking for infinite comfort, think Fujitsu. Thank you for listening. If I struck a chord, inspire you to action, or piqued your curiosity, let me know. Call or text me at 206-697-0454 or send me an email at mark at sparkingsuccess.net. Should you wish to hire me to speak to your organization or association or order one of my books, simply go to my website, www.sparkingsuccess.net. And remember, make it a great day, unless you have other plans. <laughs>